day, what a day. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Raider Nation Unite, I am live on the radio, live from the Al Davis Memorial Torch, inside an empty Allegiant Stadium, which is about to fill up, and it will be the greatest night in Las Vegas sports history. I look behind me, the backdrop of the strip on a gorgeous day, as Raider Nation has taken over Las Vegas for what is Monday Night Football as the Baltimore Ravens are in town and the Raiders get a chance to open up this building in prime time on Monday night with every seat sold, fans coming in, and the Raider Nation who waited patiently last year and couldn't come to these games now get rewarded with Monday night football, the only game in the league tonight. We got a quick hour, then I take a bit of a break, and then we do the pregame show on Compass Media Networks for two hours with Eric Allen, stage set up right next to the torch. You can't miss us. Charles Woodson will kick it off live. Fred Bolitnikoff live and several special guests. There are a lot of announcements that are going to happen here quickly. You'll find out about it on social media. Bunch of surprises and entertainment here inside. Rehearsals are going on uh, behind me, and it's going to be electric. Nobody puts on a show as a city like Las Vegas. That's why UFC boxing the biggest events in sports now go to the next level first the golden knights coming in here and now the las vegas raiders and you got to feel great about today if you're a vegas resident if you're a raider fan globally you have a home you have a building now which is all yours this is pure raider nation on steroids it's unbelievable now the raiders got to win football games and if you watch football yesterday you notice that everybody else won who plays against the Raiders. So the Raiders better be able to go tonight because the entire AFC West is 1-0. All those teams won, either dramatically coming from behind, and the Raiders already have a bullseye on their back that they got to win to hold serve in the AFC West. You know the story on the Ravens. They've been decimated by injuries, but they're bringing in players who can play. Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, guys who have experience and, believe me, can run north-south. And Lamar Jackson comes in as probably the best running quarterback of all time early in his career. Has the ability to go down better than Steve Young, better than Michael Vick, better than Fran Tarkenton. All the legends who have played this game, he's that good. And Gus Bradley has to find a way, has to find a way to contain him. That's a big part of the game plan. No Richie Incognito, which is very disappointing because Richie wants to play, but he's never available. He's not available, and you got to be available on John Gruden's team. And then the reports of Josh Jacobs questionable. I have nothing to add to that before the pregame show when we get an update on the status here from of being ill, whatever that means. I would assume, I would assume that Josh Jacobs is going to be ready to go for a game of this magnitude. You would hope so. So I feel pretty confident about that. And then the rest of the Raiders have been rested and ready to go. And yesterday we saw a couple of teams, the Rams, the Rams on Sunday night, they didn't play anybody in the preseason, and they look good. They look really good. Matthew Stafford had three touchdowns. He looked very solid. And then Aaron Rodgers stunk up the joint. 
Aaron Rodgers owes all of the Packers around the world an apology for that garbage that he put out yesterday. He wasn't prepared to play. He didn't have injury. He looked flaky, inconsistent, because he's been on a world tour explaining to everyone on how he's become a diva with his fourth or fifth girlfriend's third or fourth fiance, with his yoga cleanse, and the ability that he wasn't ready to play. Fact, not fiction. Now, Derek Carr hasn't played. But everybody who I've talked to, including coaches, said that this was his best training camp and preseason of his life. His completion percentage was incredible. Unbelievable. I'm talking real completion percentage in drills and practice with live defenders. He was great. And Darren Waller, ready to go. He was held out a bunch. And now he's ready to go because he had maintenance days. They were keeping him fresh because he's going to be the go-to guy. But the key to the Raiders today This will come down to two things, everybody. It's going to come down to their defense. The Raiders' defense is better than you and I expected the entire offseason. It is better. It's just better because of who they brought in. K.J. Wright, Denzel Perryman, Casey Hayward, Yannick Ngakwe, Trevor Merrig. You start adding all the players that they brought in and putting the pressures on who I call the underachievers. The underachievers who were drafted higher to play and lead this team back to greatness, they haven't stepped up yet, and other players were brought in to do their job, to do their job and to play in an atmosphere like this. The Raiders will institute one of their greatest defensive line rotations in decades, from Gerald McCoy to Carl Nassib to Cleland Farrell to the whole entire Quentin Jefferson Darius Phylon, all of these guys better be ready to roll. It is go time. It is absolute go time for these players on this team to be ready to go. Conditioning should not be a problem with this team. They conditioned early in the morning in extreme weather. They went inside, outside. There is no excuses on conditioning. Some of the players are in the best shape of their life, period. They have got to be ready to go. No one gassed. The Green Bay Packers were gassed at the end of the first quarter. Raiders shouldn't be gassed. They're playing against a team that's decimated with injuries. They have to be ready to go, and it's going to be very, very important that the rotation is right, that Gus Bradley has the right guys in on down and distance, third and four, third and 11, second and nine. Who's going to be in there? Who's going to be in at the right time to come in and make a play? And we'll see. No one needs to get beat long, and as one long-time Raider legend told me, I won't say his name, long-time Raider legend told me, JT, we can't give up a 56-yard touchdown to Lamar on the ground. If he breaks a tackle, there better be nine guys around him bringing him down. And that's going to be gang tackling, and that's getting to the football, and getting to the football early. And then the other issue is going to be the offensive line for the Raiders without Richie Incognito. I am very concerned with this offensive line. Andre James gets to start at center. He was brought along to be this guy. A lot of teams would have signed him. A lot of teams would have signed him. He should be ready to go. Now, I wanted to start off this show with the legend. I get one of the greatest big-time players in Raider history. He made plays when it mattered. He broke the ball loose at the goal line in Super Bowl Eleven. That led to the victory. He's one of our good friends. We all love Phil Villapiano, who's in Vegas. I knew you would be here, Phil. I knew you would be here. How are you? I, 
I can't miss this. I, I mean, there's only one first, and we're getting the Monday night, oh. and we're getting the first, you know, for that we're all the Raider Nation is here. JT, I'm at the M Hotel. Everything is black. Everything. Black lives matter out here in this hotel. It is incredible. It is incredible. Phil, when Monday Night Football was played in your era, you owned Monday Night Football. Why was that? What changed from Sunday to Monday night for the Oakland Raiders back in the day? You know, that's a great, great question. All I, I remember the very first year they had Monday night was only a couple games. They didn't have the full schedule. And then the second year, I think, was my first year, 71. We go to Cleveland, and we beat up those Browns in that old stadium. And we just got out. We just, we, and Howard Cosell, because we were the Raiders, he just went crazy. And he kind of, I think, I give Howard Cosell credit. He, he, gave, he, he blasted that off. And then we and then we kept winning every Monday night, and then it became a thing to do. And uh, God, I'll bet I would love to love to know the uh, our record. And you know, my first nine years, my God, I, if we lost once on a Monday night, that was that was a lot because we won them all. It was fun. And I loved, I loved, uh, I loved, I just loved Harry Cosell and Don Meredith, you know, <laughs> Frank Gifford. Wow, great guys, great guys. Phil Villapiano's our guest. So I talked to Bill Romanowski about this. He's won four Super Bowls. You're a former Super Bowl champion. They have a new defensive rotation now with this team where they're going to put rested players in at defensive tackle on the defensive line. The linebackers had an upgrade with K.J. Wright. What do you think about these players being rotated in fresh? Well, you know, I, I really think right now, they need to be rotated in because nobody really played in the preseason. I'm waiting for a, a, a Raiders starter to be out there so I know who they are. But uh, I think, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of games yesterday. People got tired quick, especially I sort of Buffalo Bills. They just, they were exhausted, you know, and uh, we, we can't have that today. So I'm really liking the rotation. I'm liking the fresh guys. And everybody's, everybody's good at this level, so... You know, you know, maybe maybe we'll have a superstar now and then, but uh, you know, I, I think you know, rotating them in, just like you know, uh, in basketball, like at the NBA, mm-hmm. what they're doing now, they're playing you know, ten, twelve guys, and they keep rotating them in, they keep fresh, keep shooting, and it works. So I'm I'm all about some new and fresh for our defense because we certainly need new and fresh defense. Phil, one more on the way out. Lamar Jackson could be the greatest running quarterback of all time. He's already got an MVP to his resume. He's played in big games. He's not a great pocket passer, but he's made a lot of big throws. He can make them all. What do you do yeah. to get him down? Al Davis wanted the quarterback to go down in the first 15 plays. I think that philosophy needs to be in play tonight. I think this guy's got to go down. I think he's got to get hit hard in the pocket. And if he runs, someone's got to make him pay. Abram, one yeah. of these safeties, got to put him on his ass. You've played against great quarterbacks who could run. What was your philosophy going against those guys? Well, I always liked, and, and, and we did it a lot with, you know, everybody knows the word spy. We always kept somebody around for the quarterback when you got a great one out there, which we do tonight. We need somebody to be, when he tries to break it, he's got to be right there in their face. Whether it be a linebacker or a safety, we got to play this kid. 
They lost both their running backs this week in, in practice, so they got no runners, so they're going to be, be relying on the, on the quarterback to run. We need somebody there, and we don't need our defensive ends to run up and run right by them. That's the kiss of death. They got, we, all we got to do is stay in front of them, and we're going to be fine. And, uh, and I don't, he's, he's, no, he's not a big Ben Roethlisberger. He's not going to see over anybody. Just stay in front of him, and when he does break the pocket, nail him. And, that, and I think we'll be in good shape. Hey, Phil, one of the many things we have in common is friends. I, I think both of our significant others tell us the same thing on a day like this. Pace yourself. I got to pace myself. You got to pace yourself. But if, uh, when the Raiders win, when the Raiders win, I will come to you after my 90-minute post-game show for a cocktail, and we'll give a big Raider hug. And I can't uh, thank yeah, you, you enough for doing this. I'm at the – here's what I'm doing. After the game, I'm going to that 41 bar – to, to break that place in for about an hour. Then Tommy Lydon from the Raider Image is bringing me back to the M. I will be at the Raider bar all night celebrating, <laughs> and I hopefully you show up, JT. I'll be there, Phil. Thanks for kicking off our coverage today. You're the best. I'll see you later. All right, man. You're the best. Good luck. Go, go Raiders. Go all right. Raiders. There he is, Phil Villapiano. How good is that for him to start off the show? What a career he had, and Phil played great in big games. Great in big games, especially Monday night football. Chris in West Oakland. I have partied with this guy on game day in Oakland. He's taken me to his behind-the-scenes, hardcore Oakland tailgates. And now, Chris, I get you in my city where I've been. How was Vegas so far? Welcome to Sin City. JT, I was thinking yesterday, I'm finally on your home turf. You've been on mine all these times. And what better way for a diehard, lifelong Raider fan to follow up the great Phil Villapiano? If listening to that guy doesn't get you pumped up as a Raider fan, nothing will. As I told you last week when I called, JT, I'm sad but very excited at the same time. I should be setting up my barbecues and everything like we'd be doing in Oakland right now, but you know what? It didn't happen. Life goes on. And like I told a bunch of people last night, if the Raiders had to move, there's not a place I'd rather come to four or five times a year than Las Vegas. I'm in my hotel at the Luxor right now looking right out the window over at the Death Star. I can't wait for another two and a half hours when I make my way over to the Hacienda Bridge. I'll see you at the torch. I want to say hi to you and Eric Allen and hopefully tag along tonight. I'll be at the bar wherever Phil Villapiano is after a big Raider victory. Like I said, JT, this is a weird experience for me. It's almost like a road game, but again, I'll get used to it. But there's going to be nothing better than being set and foot in this stadium. The Raiders finally have a brand new stadium to call their own. They had to move to Vegas to get it done. But it's the jewel of the NFL. And they're going to christen this building tonight with a 34-24 victory. And I want to piggyback on what Villapiano said. We have to keep Lamar Jackson in front of us. We can't let him break a 60- or a 70-yard touchdown run. And also, I want to see the Raiders take a page from the Chiefs. You can bend but don't break, but they've got to give us two or three turnovers tonight and give the offense a short field to work with. One more quick note, JT, I want to extend thanks to Stoner Dude and Raider Rob. Treated us like royalty last night at the Rockstar Bar. Raider head tore the roof off the place. It was awesome. A great way to kick off a brand-new era of Raider football. Brother, I'm looking forward to seeing about two hours. I've already got a bucket of Modelo and a, and a bottle of Patron in my hotel room. I'm ready to go, my friend. I'll see you with the torch at about 3.30. When you get a break, hopefully you can come over and say hello. 
I, I can't wait for this, man. I'll talk to you when I get in there. Sounds Later. good, Chris. Thanks for starting us off as we are brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Always has been, always will. 50% off drinks, 5 to 7, midnight to 2 daily with over 60 locations. There's always a tavern near you. Visit PTstaverns.com to find yours today. And you can order all your favorite PTs food tonight online, delivery and pickup options at PTs Tavern. Com. Off to a good start as we open up the show. Want to hear from you. Mark Anderson from the Las Vegas Review-Journal will join us here in a few minutes. Open lines at 702-365-9200. I host the pregame show with Eric Allen from 315, I think, to a little after 5. Charles Woodson on the set. Fred Bolitnikoff on the set. A couple of other surprises. The commissioner, Roger Goodell, is here. There's a lot of dignitaries here. They're rehearsing in the background. They got a couple of surprises with entertainment here throughout, and it's going to be special. You know, not only do the Raiders get a chance to play on Monday night football, but they got to win. This is a game they need to win. Pittsburgh beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Buffalo was my Super Bowl pick to win it all. I picked Buffalo to win it all. I'll still stand by that. But they got dominated in the second half of that game. A little bit later on, we'll go through the rest of the schedule and see what plays out. You know, everyone's talking about the Raiders already on a short week. They come off Monday Night Football, and they got to travel to Pittsburgh. The league didn't do them any favors when it came to this schedule. But Raiders are going to play big boy football this year, and they got to play who's in front of them. And when you got to open up with the AFC North, Baltimore, and Pitt, think of what they did to the Raiders, and the Raiders have to answer. They, they made them open up against two of the great franchises in the last 20 years, Pittsburgh forever. A rival with the Raiders in Baltimore. Who's been better than Baltimore other than the Patriots the last 20 years? And I'm going to get to this in the pregame show in a little bit. I haven't seen a team in 20 years that was confident that they could go into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady. They were able to do it. This team travels with confidence because they've won on the road. They've won on the road, and they are not afraid of Vegas. They're not afraid of Allegiant Stadium. But what I'm hoping we see tonight is an atmosphere that they haven't seen before. A Super Bowl-type atmosphere, but raining down with booze from Raider Nation. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have some tough decisions to make at the line of scrimmage. I think noise is going to play a big role tonight in the atmosphere here. 702-365-9200. Allen in Vegas. Thanks for calling, Allen. What's happening? JT. I'm on the way to Smith's right now to buy my case of Modelo's and get this party started Monday night. I cannot wait to see you and 65,000 other folks in their seats for this magical moment. Not just the first game in Vegas, but the first Raider game in Vegas. And, and our home is not a home that we're renting. We're not sharing with nobody. This is our house, JP. Oh, it's, it's incredible as, the, as they're setting up the giant circle bar at the torch in front of me. I mean, everybody's dressed in either silver, black. The whole building is silver and black. There's a towel on every seat. There's going to be a towel-waving experience tonight that's going to blow you away. And, again, this is the first game here ever with fans, but hopefully it builds over the decades and this becomes one of the best home field advantages in all the sports. Absolutely. If we can all bring... Our heat on third down and just get loud. Make it as tough as possible for Lamar to get that play call out. If we can do that, we'll have a shot tonight, JP. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for the Modelo mention because I'll be at the Modelo Lounge at one point in this game. I had a bucket of Modelos on Friday. I have that as my reward for doing Raiders radio for the whole week. And we always welcome in Modelo here as they get us going. The official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders brewed as a model of what good beer should be. I only drink good beer. That's why I drink Modelo as we continue on. My phone is blowing up with people getting in town. Oh, quick reminder, have your clear pass downloaded. My wife came here yesterday to take my son, who came in from college to go to this game tonight. He said, Dad, I am not missing this game. He flew in from Phoenix, from ASU. He got here. My wife took him to the staging area. He had his one shot in between two shots. He got his wristband, took 10 minutes. He's got his clear app done. Now, I have other buddies in town who have been here for a few days, and I've been kicking them in the ass saying, get your clear app and get everything ready, and they're doing it. They're coming really early. Look, the Raiders gave everybody enough time to do this. No excuses. They told you for a month. Download your clear pass. Connect it. Connect it as a Raiders ticket holder, and it's that easy, and you'll be ready to go. Raider J. Oh, Raider J in the Bay Area. Here we go. Here we go. Long time no talk, JT, but I listen to you every day, and I'm back, baby. The season's starting today. I'm hyped. I got my Modelos also. I'm wearing my Matusak jersey right now, number 72, the year I was born. Brother, we got to win this game. Our schedule's brutal, like always. You know, nothing new. It's the NFL. But we got to start it and inaugurate this stadium. It sucked we didn't have no fans last year. It sucked that I can't be there this year. I just got back from Wisconsin visiting my mom and family. Sorry, Rogers messed up my fantasy league. But back to the Raiders. We're going to win tonight. We're going to win by stopping Lamar. No excuses. They got all their running backs hurt to shut Lamar down. That's the key. Like Foo said, spy, spy, spy. I want them running around like their heads on fire, like Banshee. I want. I just want them to smack him around. You hit that dude, and then you can hit him hard, he won't run anymore. He'll start looking for the short Deacon dunk passes. Raiders win 33-31, JT. Road to the Super Bowl starts tonight. Yeah, 33-31 would be fine by me. Thanks for the call. I don't care what the score is. Just want to get out of here with a victory. Just get out of here with a dirty, filthy, rough, tough victory and play hard. I mean, I know this offense is going to be able to come back if they are trailing. If they're trailing in this game, I think this offense will be able to launch back into a game if Gruden opens up the offense. And I think if they need to run the ball, if they need to run the ball hard, I think they can do it in this game. I think they can run it and kill the clock by running the ball. But the fact that incognito is not available, if you look at the injuries in this game, this is an offensive line that's going to be tested tonight. I don't know if they're going to be able to run at Calais Campbell. I don't know if they can do that in this game because this is an offensive line that hasn't played together in a real game, and they're going to have to do this now. They're going to have to play. They're going to have to be hungry. They're going to have to push the pile. And Baltimore is a tough pile to push. The Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson, they have the super deals you're looking for. It's so easy. You can buy a new car easier than an iPhone. You can do it off their app. Great instant upfront pricing on all their vehicles, the award-winning Hyundais, but especially their crossover and luxury vehicles. Go see Frank. He'll be here tonight. We appreciate the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Mark Anderson joins me coming up from the Las Vegas Review-Journal on historically where this event hangs in Vegas history. A win would magnify it. Are they able to do that? We'll talk to the great longtime sports writer from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. 
702-365-9200. I'll be shooting out a couple of videos. The entertainment's going to be fun. L.A., hardcore L.A., hardcore East Bay combined performance here tonight. A legend doing the anthem. A former governor and a political heavyweight lighting the torch. And then you, the great fans of the Raider Nation. Uh, my summer project was I got every one of Lamar Jackson's, Lamar Jackson's runs and I put them on a reel. I think it was 374 plays. And then we put them together by play. What kind of play was he getting the ball on? A lot of plays were scrambles. They're drop back passes where he just takes off. John Gruden knows it's a big concern. JT back with you right at the torch, the Al Davis Memorial Torch, where we'll be on till the top of the hour. And we are brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Whenever I'm talking X's and O's, I have a Remy Martin sidecar right next to me. Remy Martin also has that beautiful space in the Raiders Tavern and Grill, the back bar, the private room, all Remy Martin, proud partner of our show as I am live inside Allegiant Stadium here. Pre-game at 3.15, Charles Woodson live is leading us off, plus very special guests coming in. All you got to do is find your way to the torch, it's the greatest common area in all of sports. Do you like that? I came up with it just now. Come to the torch, the greatest common area in all of sports, a massive area to hang out, have a lot of beverages, and enjoy yourself as we kick it off right here. Mark Anderson, longtime sports writer here in town, one of the best, joins us on game night. And, Mark, I wanted you to put in perspective how big of a night potentially this is for Las Vegas. You covered the running Rebels. They were a championship team. All the great moments with boxing where you've been ringside, UFC, and other events. This could be the biggest of all because the NFL is here. Yeah, and it really feels like the NFL is finally here. <laughs> you know, yes, last year was just so strange. You know, I, I knew we had a team in town. Uh, I, I knew there were NFL games, you know, happening in our city. Uh, but it just didn't feel real because you didn't have fans. Now it feels real. And, uh yeah, I, this is right up there. You know, the Running Rebels National Championship is, you know, probably number one. The Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup Finals is right up there. And then this has got to be right over there with those, those two events. Yeah, this is the first of all these big events that will be big for the Raiders for decades to come in their new building. I wanted to talk to you about the Gruden philosophy. I know what it is. I've been privy to it. A lot of fans don't either want to embrace it or they think it's too slow, Gruden did a teardown of the roster to bring in his guys. Nothing against the other guys. There was a 12-win team that Del Rio had, but he was looking to build this out long-term with his type of players. A lot of those players from Clemson, Alabama, national championship type of players that got to step up here in year two or three as Gruden's in year four with Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm, I, I tell you, the, the players I'm most interested to see tonight as far as those players you mentioned need to step up are the receivers. Uh, you know, I, I really want to see how Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards do. You know, they obviously both had outstanding training camps, but you really don't know what that means until you get to the season. And so I, I think tonight's going to be the first real clue about what kind of steps do those two really make in their development. And the defense I'm really interested in, but I think I want to – I don't know how much we're going to learn about the defense tonight. You know, 
Baltimore's banged up. You know, Lamar Jackson's just a different type of quarterback they're going to face most weeks. So, good or bad, I'm not sure what we're going to learn from the defense thing. Mark Anderson joins us, Las Vegas Review Journal. That is a very good point. It's a complete. It's a broken play offense at times. They averaged 192 yards on the ground. That number's insane. And a lot of it's on broken plays. When the pocket breaks down and he picks up 25, 30 yards, and it shows up in the stat sheet at the end of the game, but it's always a different type of play. And then, Mark, as you know, they go into Pittsburgh on a short week. And Pittsburgh, I thought they were going to get boat raced in Buffalo. I believe in Buffalo. They were my Super Bowl pick. Buffalo was up 10 nothing. I thought it was over. And they showed composure and came back and won that game on the road. Yeah, I was surprised like you were. I thought Buffalo was going to win that game. And, uh, um, yeah, Pittsburgh is, you know, they're, they're, their defensive front is as good as any in the league. And, but I tell you what, there's something about that matchup. The Raiders have the Steelers' number. You know, I've seen some bad Raiders teams play some good Steelers teams and beat them. And so, I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's one of those strength, one of those kind of matchups you see that's like, well, I, I think I'll, I'll kind of side with the Raiders until I see differently when they play each other. Mark Anderson's our guest. You know, that's also really important as Gladys Knight is singing. She's long-term friends with Mark Davis and Mrs. Davis and Al Davis when he was alive. Brian Sandoval is going to light the memorial torch in memory of Al Davis. This deal doesn't happen without Mr. Adelson, who passed away, and Brian Sandoval. You covered this story from day one. Before the groundbreaking, when the deal blew up in Carson, Mark Davis went back to Oakland and really started looking around wondering, what am I going to do next with the team? And then this happens. It was a best-case scenario for this franchise once Oakland fell apart that they could have an opportunity. And I just wanted you to touch on the cooperation with the local government, the state, uh, the contractors, the laborers' union to get this deal done as the rest of the country looks around and say, how did they pull that off so quickly? Well, that's the thing. You mentioned Brian Sandoval. He was obviously the governor at the time. And, you know, he was behind the $750 million package from the beginning. There was no equivocation on his part. And I think that was huge, particularly from a Republican governor who, uh, you know, usually Republicans a little bit more tight with the budget than Democrats. And so for him to be behind that package, I think, made it truly a bipartisan approach. And and, and then you have the Clark County government, and Steve Sisolak is governor today largely because that got passed and the Raiders are here. So it was... It was uh, really a, a tremendous amount of teamwork, and that, as you pointed out, that could have fallen apart um, when the situation with Sheldon Adelson didn't work out. Uh, but give Mark Davis credit. You know, he went to work and found another partner and, and made it happen. You're not a complainer. We've been friends a while. You're not complaining about the clear app or parking or the Hacienda Bridge. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the, I'm one of the first guys in here today. Our whole lineup is here. I hope that Vegas understands with this jewel Get here early. Don't rush home. Relax. Have a cocktail. They're not throwing you out after the game. And enjoy yourself here. It's Vegas, and we're right off the strip. This should be a banner night here if everybody could follow the rules, get here on time, leave in an orderly fashion. This is more than a test run, Mark. This is Monday Night Football. Well, you know, that's, that's the situation in a lot of NFL stadiums. You've got to leave early. People in this town aren't used to that. But that's, that's kind point. of the norm in NFL stadiums is you've got to leave early. I left early. I covered the BYU-Arizona game, and they drew over 50,000 for that, about 55,000. I left about three hours early had no problem. So if you do that, then, you yeah. know, you, you just have to plan it out. And, you know, and I'm, as far as the clear app, I, 
you know, I'm I'm fully vaccinated. I definitely recommend everyone get vaccinated, and and mm-hmm. I, I hope if this if this helps in that regard, then then more power to them. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us today. Great. Thank you, JT. Appreciate it. You got it, Mark Anderson, one of the gold standard sports writers in this town. You know, I'm vaccinated, and I support everyone who's getting vaccinated. Why wouldn't you? You know, 73 percent of American adults are vaccinated. 73 plus percent of American adults are vaccinated. You're in the minority if you're not vaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not coming here, period. You're not coming here. So that's it. You know the rules. You can go uh, go get politically triggered and sit in the corner outside and watch the game on your phone or come in here without a mask and enjoy the game. More and more companies are saying you need to get vaccinated. I'm done fighting with people over it. I'm here. I'm happy for the people who are here. And the Raiders have a vaccination tent out there. So I even talked to one of my buddies that said, I'm going to have to wear a mask. Yeah, you didn't get vaccinated. You're getting vaccinated today. Be lucky you're, you're allowed to come in with a mask on. The Raiders will go over the top to accommodate you during a global pandemic. Mark Davis did not open up the doors to fans, nor did he come in. He understood the magnitude of this global pandemic and why Vegas is different because we have more unvaccinated people coming to visit here than they do in Ames, Iowa, than they do in Providence, Rhode Island. Here, we're Vegas, and there's a lot of people here in town, and the Raiders want to keep you safe. Paul Gutierrez at ESPN put out an unbelievable top ten moments here. In Vegas history, number 10, Fan Man crashes Bo Holyfield, too. Nationals final rodeo, bringing that here, number 9. Danica Patrick races into history. That is a former Aaron Rodgers girlfriend. Tiger Woods announces his presence at number 7. Evil Knievel jumps the fountains and crashes. I would have moved that up, Paul. That was a good one. That's a really good one. Top 5, Kareem Skyhook. His sky hooks uh, puts him in the record book. That was a big deal with Kareem in the scoring record. I was ringside for Tyson Holyfield bite night. What a night that was. Golden Knights, their home opener. Another brilliant event here in town that brought healing together. Number two, the Raiders win the vote to come to Vegas. And number one, UNLV wins the 1990 men's national basketball title. Uh, Paul Gutierrez will also join us live from the set here. Wait till you see this thing. They set this thing up. We're set up here. It is absolutely gorgeous at the Coors Light Landing. And we want to take your phone calls right now to the top of the hour right here, 702-365-9200. Raider Tone in Modesto. Thanks for waiting. What's happening? JT, man, I am so hyped about tonight's game, man. This brings back so many memories of of the glory days. I think the glory days are coming back, man. I'm going to be a couple things I'll be watching for sure tonight. I'm going to be watching Leatherwood. I don't know if Khalees Campbell is going to be over the top of him or to the side of him or mm-hmm. stunting on him, but I'll be watching that. I know he'll get help. I know they'll – I'm sure Chucky will have – or John Gruden will have something set up where, you know, they go to the opposite side. Um, D.C., this is a legacy year, um, J.T. To me, it's a legacy year, man. Going into his eighth season, he's got to go 4,100-plus. Um, I'm a D.C. lover. I like the game. I like when the car goes, the Raider goes, man. So, um, bring back a lot of great memories. It's a new era. I don't like them leaving open, but to get, be in Las Vegas, that's the greatest town right now that you can be. That's a showcase for my Raiders, man. And have a good time tonight, Thank JTL. You. But listen to post game and after show. You got it, buddy. Thanks a lot. I'll be on the post game show. Eric Allen 
We'll be on TV. I'm driving the ship post-game show for 90 minutes right after, uh, right after Brent Musburger signs off. So today's a big day. Today's a day that I'm happy to be a part of in a very small way. It's an honor to be here representing Lotus Broadcasting, representing the Raiders, Compass Media Networks, and have an opportunity to be here in what is, if you've lived out here in Vegas as long as I have, or if you're new to town, everybody understands how important this night is especially to everybody here, the construction workers, local laborers, 872, Tommy White and his team that built the Death Star, and for Mark Davis and what Mark Davis was able to pull off tonight and Mrs. Davis and the whole legacy of the Raider organization. I got the list of the legends who are going to be here. I mean, they're bringing in A-list former legends, and they're going to be rolling them in throughout the course of the year for all these home games. So you'll have an opportunity to see these guys. I know Fred Bolitnikoff's doing a big signing here today with a bunch of legends. And I love this area, Coors Light Landing. What what they've done here is really cool. You know, you have all the different clubs here, San Manuel, Modelo, Twitch, where my seats are. And you go all around. I went up to the 400 section. That's where the broadcast booth is. And I came out, and I went right underneath that. If you have a seat in the 400 section, say 410, 412, the seat's phenomenal, phenomenal. It's an upper deck, but it looks right down in here, and you don't have to sit in your seats. You can come over to the Coors Light Landing here in a common area and have a couple of beers and watch the game from here. I mean, they really accommodated fans out there. I'm disappointed because I'm in here now that I'm not tailgating. A big part of my career with the Raiders was going out to the Black Hole tailgate uh, with all my Black Hole brothers and sisters. I know they're in town, and there's a couple of good tailgates And everybody hopefully has a great victory party tonight, wherever you're having it, down at Circa all the way to M, everywhere in between. Hopefully there's going to be Raider fans having a great time. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about some of the games yesterday and how it played out in the rest of the NFL. I figured that all the AFC West teams were going to win. I thought the Chargers would win at Washington. They should have lost. Washington fumbled inside their own 10, and I thought they were going to pull that out. Cleveland choked to Kansas City and Denver walked over the Giants in Teddy Bridgewater's debut. We'll hit on all that as we are live from the torch at Allegiant Stadium. Well, you know, I'm fired up, you know, about the room. We have we have a lot of potential, but I'm sick of saying that word, you know, I hear it every single year. Um, I'm ready to just go out there on Sundays and and play at a very high level. It's Max Crosby. He's got to show up and have a big game, no doubt about it. According to Ian Rappaport four minutes ago, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs added to the injury report with a non-COVID illness is trending towards playing tonight, sources said. Should be good good to go. Side note, Las Vegas is 100% vaccinated as a team good to see q's going to join me in a minute as we're brought to you by sam and ash because you deserve what's right if you get in a car accident only one team to call two for one sam and ash 702-820-1234 they are standing by to take your phone calls let's keep it going with ruben in vegas how are you ruben i'm good jt hope all's well with you guys and the raider nation out there we are i'm Thank excited you. jt okay sorry i'm excited man um this is like a crazy dream, man. Like, it's going to feel like a blur. I got my tickets last night. I'm, I'm, back, I'm partially vaccinated, so I will wear my mask mm-hmm. with my wristband. I got my wristband on already. Um, 
just excited, JT. You know, Raider Nation is a big thing, you know, for Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis, the whole organization. Me as a fan, man, I'm just, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. And I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. I'm glad to living around Vegas. And all I see is Raider Nation, Raider flags, and everything. That's crazy. It feels like kind of Oakland on game day. It, it, it's going to be Vegas. I know we're doing our own thing, our own chapter. And I'm just ready and excited. I want to thank you, Loaded Broadcasting, Mr. Clay Baker, uh, uh, your boy Q, mm-hmm. Vinny. I listen all day. I listen all day, man. This is, I drive for a living, so I'm on the old station, 9.20 a.m., and I just, I'm excited, Jake. I'm just Good. Sorry, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. No, I'm excited for you. Thank you. We're all excited, too. As Q jumps in with me now, he's been here all day, helped put this together, which is really a remarkable feat here to be broadcasting all day long with a flagship lineup. Believe me, I've been on the other flagships my whole career, and, you know, they, they couldn't pull something like this off, and this is fantastic. And Q, good to see you. You've been out here all day. What's happening? All day. This is so exciting, JT. I mean, just to be here, like you said, man, the flagship station for the Raiders and to be able to open up Allegiant Stadium with fans today, just an incredible opportunity. And, and to do the show from here, we got to thank the Raiders for uh, hooking this up and, and us being here, man, full throttle. It doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, this is a big deal. So you just told me about Ian Rappaport, and I put that out. I would be shocked if Josh Jacobs couldn't go. The team's 100% vaccinated. Right. He's ready to go. Anybody can get an illness before the game, but Josh was out publicly this weekend. You saw him. Yep. And no matter what's going on with him, he's got to suit up and help this team. I think he's going to play a major role tonight if the Raiders are going to pull this off. No doubt about it. I've been talking about the game is going to be won in the trenches, and, and really he's going to be a guy that's going to benefit from the, the, the play of the trenches, the offense the line he's really got to come to work he's got to be that bell cow Kenyon drake i think is going to be a major role as well having that one-two punch is going to be nice but it's, it's the josh jacobs show we all know that i think the raiders and they've given richie incognito a lot of opportunity to stay on this team yeah. which means they're keeping him and re-signing him and he's never available right. i think that's an important aspect of this no one wants to play more than richie if you got an injury you can't play i have right. no problem with that right and he's trying to fight through that injury but I'm surprised he wasn't able to get through that calf injury and be ready to go. Me too. You know, and it started trending that week or last week when we were at the practice facility. We just kept seeing that he wasn't out there. He wasn't out there. And then on Saturday, John Gruden just came out. I think Vinny asked him first, hey, so what's the deal with Richie Incognito? You think he's a good go for Monday? No, he's not going to play. I mean, just it was just one of those. And he said, hey, we hope he's going to be available for next week against Pittsburgh. We need him. And, and they do. The Raiders definitely need him on, uh, in the trenches. But if he can't go, like you said, you're injured, you can't go. We're going to talk a lot about on the pregame show the ability to uh, cover Lamar Jackson on a broken play. Mm -hmm. That's what makes him special. And Mahomes, you saw Mahomes yesterday against Cleveland. They were trailing in this game. They were getting dominated early in that game. But he's able to get the offense back on rhythm with plays and broken plays. Lamar, if you can keep Lamar in the pocket, he shouldn't be able to pick you apart all day. But on that broken play, I think he's the best in the league. Yeah, he is. And, you know, the Raiders have familiarity with that, not necessarily this team, but just a couple seasons ago when they played Houston and they played Deshaun Watson, and he has that same ability, you know, to make something out of nothing. Those are when you really have to be disciplined on defense. You have to know that, hey, just because he looks like he's in trouble doesn't mean something big's not going to happen. And so that's when wide receivers become a little bit more dangerous. Uh, they, can, they can run to a spot, and they practice this. They practice the, the broken plays, like you said. So it's going to be important for the defense to be solid and, and disciplined, and, and really that defensive line is going to have to make Lamar uncomfortable. Q Myers joins us live from the torch as we are here. Coverage continues. He's going to jump in with me for an hour. He's going to have Vinny Bonson, you're on. 
Let's get to the keys to the game. What do you think the Raiders have to do to win this game on Monday night? Offensive line's got to really stand up. It's got to it's got to be in the trenches. You know, the offensive line and defensive line, they're going to have their work cut out for them tonight. And uh, I just think with, you know, Alex Leatherwood, and then you have Denzel Good, Andre James, that's a whole new side of the, the offensive line. And then all of a sudden, John Simpson's being slid into that position because Richie's out. So uh, it's going to really depend on what they do up front. And, you know, if you can create a couple turnovers, that you're, you're going to win the game. So you've got you've to gotta find a way to get a couple turnovers and, and be healthy up front i'm going to stay with that on the turnover front too i think they need three turnovers in this game i don't care if it's a drop ball on special teams whatever it is i think Derek needs a couple of drives to start on the other side of the 50 yeah where gruden isn't just running a dive play on first down where they're going four wide and they're attacking downfield you know i'm interested in seeing edwards play and rugs Mm -hmm. because rugs should not be double teamed often right but there's going to be great safety help over the top. With Marcus Peters being out, mm-hmm. you got to pick your poison now. So we'll see what Marlon Humphrey, who he decides to go try to take right. out of the game. Yeah. But someone should be open. And, and John Gruden clapped back on me when I talked to him about double team and Waller. He said, no, they put in a system here where they're going to move Waller around okay. to try to get off that double team. And, and I'm a big fan, Q, of go more to Waller than you prepare to do. If it's 12 targets, get him 14 targets. Yeah. This is not the game to get cute and no. not go to Waller. No, no, no. You got to feed him. You got to feed yeah. him and, and, and feed him early. You know, I mean, he's your best guy out there, your best weapon. Use him. Yeah. Use him. And, and this is the thing, and I'm so excited about fans being here, and this will be their first game. I think, JT, they have an opportunity to affect this game. You know, same here. Have, have Baltimore call an uncomfortable timeout. Have them jump, you know, false start. Have a couple false starts. Raider Nation can affect this game tonight. They just got to be loud, and they got to be loud when it's when it's most important. You nailed that because I think they're going to be loud when Derek has the ball. Right. Just like we had to tell everybody to get the clear app. <laughs> right. Like yes, week when we yes, were down there, yes. we're going to have to tell everybody for about three or four weeks right. that on third down and Derek has the ball, you got to tone it down here. But the building, as the band is warming up, yep. and and you know what's going to happen with some of the special entertainment. I believe that I've been here for a few concerts and other events. It's just a loud building. Yep. And I think people are going to be blown away how loud it is mm-hmm. once the game gets underway. I do too. And that's why I really think that Raider Nation has an opportunity to be a part of this game. You know, I've always been told that you can go to the game or you can affect the game. Tonight, Raider Nation's job is to affect the game. Like you said, third and long, get up out of your seat, make a lot of noise, get crazy because you can make them call a timeout that they might need late in the game. You can make them have a false start, which turns third and eight to third and 13. You could affect tonight's game. Thanks for doing this. Great setup today. Thank you, my man. Q really pulled this off to get us here, to have this great location. Jeff, fantastic job uh, engineering for us. Bobby, back in the studio. Really an honor to be here. You know, I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know, doing the pre- and post-game show all last year with no one in the building. It, it got really weird. It was strange. You know, walking out of here late night with no one in the parking lot, no one in the press box, having to turn the elevators back on for me so I could get out of here. And now to see here, it's just the opposite. Everybody's got a smile on their face. Everybody's having a lot of fun. Everybody realizes that this is the the first experience in an experience that should last decades upon decades for us all to have a really good time here in Vegas. So thanks again. To all of our great guests, we appreciate everybody stepping up. All of our partners, thank you so much. We'll be back on our regular Raiders radio schedule tomorrow, which will be a lot of fun. It should be a late night. If all goes well, might be one of those wait for the sun to come up with a lot of people like Phil Villapiano who are still in town. And uh, if the Raiders have a tough game, we'll be here to cover it the fair way, being honest like we always are here. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Q's coming up next with his team, and then I'll be back on the set at the Torch at 3.15 for the network pregame show right here on Raider Nation Radio and Compass Media Networks. Have a great game night. You guys have a good day, man. See you.